Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the 7th episode of the TV show Shrinking. The show is created by Bill Lawrence, Jason Segel and Brett Goldstein. This episode's title is Apology Tour written by Brett Goldstein and directed by Randall Keenan Winston. I want to issue a warning that the description and the discussion of this episode is going to be explicit and graphic AF. The episode opens with the song Not Dead Yet by Lord Huron. Alice wakes up in her bed when she hears a noise coming from outside. She peeks out the window and spots Sean putting the garbage cans together. When Sean looks up, he spots Alice in the window and she instantly ducks to hide from him. Alice crawls back into her bed cursing and hiding her face under the blanket. At Liz's home, Liz wakes up with a hangover. Derek asks Liz the one thing she always tells him not to ask her. Was it worth it? On Jim's couch, Paul wakes up chewing his tie and holding a pack of Doritos. Paul puts his hand in the pack of Doritos and eats some. The camera glides from the foot of the bed to the headrest revealing how comfortably Jim is resting over Gabby. Gabby already has a wide-eyed expression on her face because she knows Jim is going to react the same once he's wide awake. And Jim does saying, "Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy." Gabby reacts, "Oh boy, indeedy." Jim wonders what his dead wife would think. Gabby informs that Tia was upset when she once borrowed her gardener. She won't be particularly thrilled when Gabby borrows Tia's husband's dick. Jim clarifies that Gabby didn't borrow it; he was handing it out like Halloween candy. Why, Brett? Why do you have to be so graphic? I can't get the handing out Halloween candy image out of my head. What the fuck? Jim sneaks a peek at Gabby's bee pegs. If you want to know what bee pegs are, please watch Barney Stinson's explanation in the episode Where Were We from How I Met Your Mother. Gabby and Jim search for each other's clothes and dress back up. Gabby's excuse for sleeping with Jim was to check if her vagine worked. Jim compliments the vagine saying it's warm and hospitable like Florida. Gabby takes that as an insult. She says call her vagine any other state but not Florida. Jim apologizes for the Florida comment and thinks they can handle it. It's normal they are adults. Alice walks down the stairs and clams up seeing Sean in the kitchen. She musters up some courage and flips the blame of last night's incident on Sean. She never ever ever wants to talk about it again. I didn't expect this from her. Most people try to flip the narrative if they try to kiss you. Jim joins them in the kitchen. Gabby joins them too saying she slept in the guest bedroom. Totally a lie. Sean offers the pancakes he made to people in the house. Paul definitely wants those pancakes. He blames Liz's evil gummies that ambushed him. Paul requests Gabby to take him home because his daughter is arriving earlier than expected. Gabby hugs Alice before leaving. Alice thinks Gabby smells like bad decisions. Gabby retorts, "All of us do." Alice wants to pretend that hers never happened. Gabby leaves without Paul. Paul asks Jim, "So, how was the sex?" Jim reacts, "Fuck, you think anybody else knows?" Paul responds, "I didn't know. I was just joking." Paul used the oldest trick in the book to get the secret out. Jim regrets, "God damn it. This party is a disaster on so many fronts, Paul." 
Paul reminds Jim that he has some messes to clean up, but that's not Paul's problem. Paul wonders how long it'll be before Gary realizes she left him behind. Turns out not much. She comes back. Like an idiot, Jim informs Gabby that Paul knows Jim and Gabby had sex, not mentioning the fact that he screwed up. Gabby says, fantastic. Paul is upset because he wanted to tell her. The title sequence begins. Jim calls up Brian to apologize for ruining his engagement proposal. Brian is not upset because Charlie said yes and now he has the greatest proposal story. Brian forgives Jim. He doesn't even need Jim to get him a wedding present, but he should. Jim promises to overspend. If you ruin my engagement party, buddy, a gift is not gonna cut it. Jim needs to go and continue his apology tour, which is also the episode's title. Alice accepts Jim's apology. Jim checks if she would like some expensive gifts in return. I would love some apology gifts, but unfortunately, my apology is not for sale. That was me, not Alice. Alice insists that Jim forget and forgive and move the fuck on. Everyone makes mistakes. It's no big deal. Meg arrives at Paul's house and he welcomes her in. When Meg informs Paul that she's trying to be vegan and asks him not to judge, he says that's a big ask. Because Paul can't help but judge. It's really awkward for Paul so he asks Meg if they should talk about their relationship. Meg makes it seem like the past is in the past. She has forgiven and forgotten. Meg is just happy to be there and Paul is grateful that she's here. At Liz's house, Derek takes a day off. He wants to build a spice rack for Liz. Liz discusses how the house is her space. After retirement, Liz wants Derek to find a way to get out of the house. Like find a hobby or learn to play golf. She loves Derek, but she needs her space. And if he's gonna be around a lot, she's gonna murder him, but with love. I need my space too. I can't even think of sharing my space with anyone. My space is very important for my peace of mind. Derek reveals he's been grinding at his job for so long that he's earned his retirement. If Liz doesn't want him to be in her space, it's time she found a way to get out of the house. Liz asks if he's fucking serious. He is indeed serious, but with love. In the office, Gabby feels guilty about last night. So she tries to have a conversation with her dead best friend Tia's photograph. Jim arrives at the office and Gabby is all cool and chill. She terms Jim as safe dick. What the hell does that mean? Gabby explains that they'll never have feelings for each other. I don't think there's any such thing as safe dick. Sooner or later, one of them catches feelings. Okay, you don't catch feelings, you just have them. People who claim they'll never have feelings end up having feelings. Gabby is very adult and mature about the incident. She doesn't regret it, but Jim does. Jim, buddy, you should have thought about it before you handed out your dick like Halloween candy. This Halloween candy expression is gonna be here for a long time. Jim feels awkward because now he can't ask Gabby to speak with Alice about her issues. Gabby is more than okay to speak with Alice. A guilty Jim thanks Gabby for having his back. Funny Gabby thanks Jim for pounding her front. I have to admit that was really funny. Paul goes to the clinic with Meg for checkup. Paul tries to be his sarky best. The doctor inquires if Paul freezes. Sometimes when he's standing still and wants to take a step, he freezes. I knew at this point that he was gonna freeze toward the end of the episode, especially when he would really want to take a step and do something of significance. Meg asks the doctor, how can I help? 
Meg and the doctor start to have a conversation about Paul like he is not even in the room. When the doctor says she would see Paul in a month, Paul responds, "You wish." Meg figures that Paul really likes the doctor. Outside Jim's house, Sean returns after being rejected from a job interview. "I feel your pain, Sean." Alice invites Sean to come along and get some ice cream which will really cheer him up. Sean is still awkward and Alice takes the hint that it's always going to be weird now. They will never be able to hang out. Alice leaves on her bike alone. Liz walks up with her new dog and asks Sean if he would like to join them for a walk. Sean agrees. Alice shows up outside Paul's house under the pretext of ice cream. Paul is inquisitive to know if she bought him any. Alice didn't. Paul says no one says no to ice cream. Agreed, unless you have a sore throat. Though I wouldn't say no even then. Paul is awkward in presence of his daughter to talk to Alice. You know, his fortress of solitude and all. Paul checks with Alice if it can wait. Alice lies that it can. She just doesn't want to think about the incident. She's avoiding it. Paul mentions he likes the flavor Rocky Road. I just want anything that's chocolate. Lately I'm more inclined toward butterscotch. Paul now reveals to his daughter that Alice reminds him of a younger version of Meg. At the office Jim tries to speak to his dead wife Tia's photograph, but it's a disaster. Wally returns to Jim for a therapy session. She can't make eye contact with Jim because she tried to kiss him last time. Jim shares how he made a significantly worse mistake. She reacts opening one of her eyes. I've not mentioned this before but since a couple of episodes everyone keeps asking Jim why he has a sad face. Jim responds it's just face. Jim will have a big breakdown toward the end of the season because of the sad face. Jim reveals how this person a therapist made him feel better about himself despite her going through the exact same thing. Jim realizes he made it all about himself. Wally gets over Jim because she realizes he's too selfish. Paul reminds Meg of a memory when she was 6. Meg would dance atop Paul's feet until she fell asleep. Paul plays the song If You Don't Know Me By Now by Simply Red. Paul requests Meg to dance with him. It's such a sweet father-daughter moment. I was a tad bit teary-eyed, I don't know why. On their walk, Liz and Sean discuss how they are beautiful people and no one supports them. They didn't ask to look this good. Liz inquires what Sean loves to do. He reveals he likes cooking. Liz likes to tell people how to live their lives. Sean discusses with Liz how Alice tried to kiss him. He didn't do anything yet Alice is mad at him. Liz believes Alice is scared of being abandoned again. Brian makes Meg sign Paul's medical power of attorney. Meg thinks Paul likes Brian. That is why Paul jokes with him and calls him Kevin. Brian is proud of Paul and opens his arm to hug him, but Paul gives him a cold shoulder. Meg suggests that Paul move to New York with her. Paul is obviously not ready. You can't approve to old people like that. Meg reacts shocked. Alice opens up to Gabby about the incident with Sean. Gabby makes Alice feel all better. The Mr. Posley Gabby mentions is a reference to the writer Bill Posley who wrote the episode Woof. Gabby is proud of Alice for putting herself out there even if it meant that she got hurt. It means she's on her way to recovery. Back at Paul's Meg's lid goes off. She hasn't forgiven or forgotten. Everyone said her father was great but she never got to experience that version of him. She should have unpacked it before when Paul suggested they talk about their relationship. But it's not easy to unpack at a drop of a hat. 
No one should be forced to talk about their feelings on someone else's time. You do that when you are ready. Paul wants to fix things with his daughter. Meg unleashes all her bottled up anger. She is hurt and upset. She packs her bags and leaves. The father-daughter relationship is not going to be fixed with a snap of a finger. It'll take time. Meg's road to recovery is long and healing is not linear. Paul wants to stop his daughter from leaving but he freezes. He's appalled at his helplessness. At Jim's house, Jim speaks to Gabby. He realizes he's not returned the favor of being a good friend to her. Gabby thinks Jim wants to know if she had an orgasm. Jim is curious to know if it was more than once. Gabby tells him to take the win. Jim is grateful for Gabby. They friendship hug and Jim's dick moves to an upright position. Sean walks in all set for a barbecue. Jim, Gabby, Brian, Alice and Liz join him. Sean asks Alice to help him in the kitchen. Sean steps out with some delicious looking cheeseburgers. The song 17 Going Under by Sam Fender plays. Damn these shows make me hungry. I've been meaning to have some froyo because of the good place. I've been craving ice cream because it's hot. I wanted to have my favorite Starbucks coffee for so long. I want to have something sweet and savory and I definitely want to have a cinnamon. In his room, Jim speaks to his dead wife Tia's photograph. He apologizes to her for what happened between him and Gabby. Jim feels Tia owes him an apology too for dying. Some people owe me an apology too for dying. I agree with Jim that they got to do the easy part. I miss you so much and my whole life just feels fucked. This is the excuse he gives for sleeping with Gabby. Alice overhears him. She walks away appalled. The end credits begin over the song Fresher Quell by groovy vocals Gil Brecht Shawl and Marian Shawl. God knows what'll happen in the next episode. Until then, you can listen to the awesome Podmix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.